Christmas tree, oh 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 Christmas tree. Hey buddy, hurry up, I gotta get to the airport. Don't touch that dial and stay out of What? You don't like to make toys? No. Doesn't like to make toys. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. Fragile. It must be Italian. I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we cheer a little more. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? This is my island in the sun. Um, I believe you've convinced them once again, Mr. Scrooge. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. No, no, I want to kiss your red undercover and I should do it and get rid of my little rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Then you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. Welcome to the party, pal. Born in the '80s, raised in the '90s, we are the first generation to hear Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You," and the last generation to seek out that special electronics present without the help of Cyber Monday. We witnessed the birth of Festivus and the original premiere of Hershey's Kisses Handbell commercial, all while wash- washing down the festivities with nonstop airings of the Coca-Cola Polar Bear commercials. We are the Inner Light Project, four guys who go to church together and talk about all things pop culture, all through the lens of a Christian worldview. As you likely gathered by now, we're here to kick off the Christmas season by sharing our favorite movies and TV specials we saw growing up, and later we will dive deep into the rabbit hole and explore one of humanity's deepest questions and its greatest mystery, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm delighted to be joined by my dear friends and brothers in Christ, or as some of our church members have already coined us, the Nerd Convention. Sitting with me is Mr. Doug Bailey. Hello. Next, we have Pastor Derek McCarson. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. (laughs) And last but not least, our resident 3D printing guru, Nathan Tolley. Hello there. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be back in the sandbox after seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, by the way, we they delivered and then some. Uh, we'll be sure to bring you more on that at a later time. Anyway, I'm excited. We're headed into the Christmas season. I'm for I'm for sure. I'm sure for all of us. One thing we anticipate each year around this time is dusting off those old Christmas movies and TV specials we grew up watching, or going into the throwback section of our favorite streaming platform and reminisce of simpler times. So I figured we could all share uh, some some of our favorite movies and Christmas TV specials growing up. And uh, Derek, I'll just throw the ball to you and let's see where we go from there. Oh, yeah. Good to be back in the saddle. And uh, looks like this is going to be a great episode. First off, let me say that introduction. Wow, that was awesome. It's Good pretty job. amazing. Good job, Preston. I heard Scrooge. I heard Christmas Story. Elf? I heard Elf. I heard uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes, <laughs> probably some other ones in there. That was that was quite yeah. a smattering of Die Hard. Welcome oh, to yes. the party, pal. Yes, absolutely, Die Hard. And even um, 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The old yeah. claymation. does it like CBS to make toys? Yeah. What? I want to be a dentist. Great stuff. <laughs> Why am I such a misfit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once those songs get in your head from that one, man, they get stuck there. Yeah, they do. So, top Christmas movies, specials, and so on. Well, I'll start it off then. Obviously, to me, the best and a most memorable Christmas movie of all time is A Christmas Story, Little Ralphie, uh, The Leg Lamp, The BB Gun, The Bully, Scott Farkas. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I mean, yes, everything about that movie is so uh, quotable, so memorable. Um, who could forget the scene at the end where the family turkey is devoured by the neighbor's uh, hound dogs and they have to go uh, to the Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day? It's not fra ra 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 ra. It's la la la. La la la. The best is where they bring the. Uh, it's the. I think it's the duck, and the dad goes. It's smiling at me. Yes, yes, and then, yes. Shoing. Of course, we heard the quote there in the introduction, fragile. Fragile. That must be Italian. It's a major award. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that movie because... Um, and the lamp. Lamp leg. The lamp leg, yep. I could well, be a bowling alley. You should say it from out here. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that movie, I really it really wasn't until I was in college... Like, I think I was like 19 or 20 when I saw that movie. And for some reason, like going through my whole growing up years, that whole movie just escaped me. Or I missed it somehow on the 24-hour rerun that they did like on TBS or TNT, whatever channel it was. I remember it being on there. TBS. Sure, I'm sure they still do but, it. <laughs> but I saw it at a perfect time in my life when it was – I got all the jokes – I was the first time I saw it, I was blown away. I was like, this is not a Christmas movie for kids. This is for <laughs> this is for adults. It's sharp, it's witty. Yeah. The dialogue is awesome. The the it's so quotable. Um, I mean you can go around all year long quote Quoting that movie. And, Daddy's and, gonna kill Ralphie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite line there. The when, and Derek, it's cool. It's funny you said that you were in your twenties. Yeah. When you first I think saw I was it. about nineteen or twenty when I saw it. Well, you you actually just touched on something that I feel I experienced as I rewatched the movie as I got older. Because mm -hmm. I was twelve when I first saw it. Okay. And they they showed us the movie in school. Like, I, I want to say I was in seventh grade. The flagpole scene. Isn't that the, great? <laughs> and we'll see what's like funny triple is. triple dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, when I, I remember first seeing it when I was 12 and most of the time thinking to myself, what in the world am I watching? Mm -hmm. And then when I got to be older, around my early 20s, re-watching it and being more aware, I was like, this is one of the best Christmas it's, movies It's ever. brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's... It's the the dialogue is so good, the setting is in it is perfect. It's like quintessential Norman Rockwell Americana, nineteen fifties, mm -hmm. maybe late nineteen forties. Yeah, um, it's forties, I believe. Um, so it's just perfectly shot, and it. I think the movie was made in the eighties. Not sure. It was like um, eighty two, maybe eighty three. So a period piece in that regard, but definitely a timeless classic that I always enjoy watching every year. Now, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong or, or not on this, but I think that's a movie that guys really enjoy. That's a Christmas movie yeah. that guys really enjoy. Like, I've watched it with my wife. 
And I've heard other women who've watched it just be like, eh, that was sort of bad. <laughs> like it just does the comedy doesn't resonate with them. The whole BB yeah. gun thing, that's a guy thing. Mm-hmm. Every kid growing up as a boy, you want the you want the BB gun. So I, when I think you it's have, more of a guy thing. You have a family, two boys in the family. Yeah. And then they go to school with other boys. Mm-hmm. And then even the bullies in the neighborhood are a pair of boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, I, th- I thought it was awesome, that movie, where it showed the dynamic of how the kids acted with the parents, and then when they got outside with their friends, mm-hmm. completely different. <laughs> there was kid world and adult yeah. world. Yes, yes. <laughs> what about well, you guys? Well, I was going to mention, believe it or not, there actually is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Why do they even? Yeah, there we, is. We don't uh, speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came out, I think it said 2012, and apparently it's supposed to take place like five years later. Mm. Or something, but why? Yeah, <laughs> why? That's a movie too that doesn't need to be remade. Like no. it's perfect as no. it is. Just leave it in all of its pink rabbit mm-hmm. pajama slippers. I mean, in just the leave little it. Little orphan Annie decoder <laughs> ring yeah. world. Rich chocolate yeah. the oval thing. Drink your own, a cruddy <laughs> commercial. Oh, fudge! <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. We could talk all day about that. Movie. What else you guys like? Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Nathan. Preston, you go ahead. Oh sure. well, okay. If if your gears go are still ahead, turning, that's cool yeah, with man. me. I was gonna say my my number one favorite Christmas movie of all time, above all else, is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say I was about fifth grade, got to see it in theaters, and just I just thought the music was real catchy and. Just like with almost anything else they do with Muppets, it's a cool way to learn a story through puppets and uh, and and just the kind of the funny way that they portray how the story of of Scrooge unfolds. And Michael Caine, I was about to say, wasn't honest, Michael Caine in that? Yeah. Let's be honest, he made an excellent <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Here. Yeah, <laughs> and so I. Muppet Christmas Carol has always been one that I make a point to watch every year, uh, this time of year. and My kids enjoy that. We pulled it yeah. up um, a while back, in, I think last year, and they watched it. Yeah. And they really enjoyed it. And that was their first exposure to the Muppets. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know how you could not could not enjoy the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just... When I, I remember growing up watching like Great Muppet Caper, uh, <laughs> The Muppets Take Manhattan, all of those classic ones through the early 80s up till now. Um, and then the Muppet movie. Did you guys ever watch the Muppet show? Like the one that came out like in the 70s? Have I did growing up. I didn't, but I watched Fraggle Rock. There was, there was a show. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're bringing that one back. They're, Are they they're, really? They're, yeah, they're, they're now bringing out a, a remade version of, of Fraggle Rock. Um, Maybe Netflix. I can't remember which platform, but it is coming back. But anyway, uh, so that that's one. Um, Scrooged. I love oh, Scrooged. Yeah. Come on. Bill yeah. Murray. I'm alive! Yeah. Um, Again, and, another um, riff on the classic Dickens Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. But just Bill Murray playing as the TV executive. Yeah. Like, like an up-to-date yeah. version. Yeah. Right. And um, one of the ghosts is the cab driver. Isn't that great? That yeah. But, awesome. uh, Poindexter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th- that movie has some... I haven't seen that movie in a while. I need to go back. You, I, I was just yeah. thinking It's been that, yeah. maybe seven, eight years since yeah. I've seen it. I need to go back and watch it. There's some... Bobcat Goldweight. Goldweight. Yeah, Bobcat. <laughs> Don't touch that dial and yeah. stay on him. 
What's going on up there? Is there yeah. a party? Or he's like, uh, honey, uh, we have to move to a studio apartment. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> that movie has some amazing quotes all throughout mm-hmm. uh, in, in Scrooge. Uh, and, of, of course, Bill Murray's speech at the end the is SS just Mino. classic. Yeah, yeah, it was That's the SS pretty Mino. much Bill Murray at his the top of his game. Like mm-hmm. I know maybe after that he had Groundhog Day mm-hmm. and What About Bob? I don't know. You have to check the years on that, but mm-hmm. man, that's like prime Bill Murray right there. It is. Yeah, it is. The and one more, one last one. I was going to point out. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched. Uh, it was Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. That's where the two uh, Claymation dinosaurs are hosting. The, Never. I cannot mm. believe Never. you guys have not. It I came vaguely out, remember. All right, Doug. It came out in 1987. Uh, that would put me in kindergarten the year it came out, and I remember uh, every year it would come on come on TV at Christmas time, and you would have like the the one one dinosaur looked kind of like a kind of an orangey Tyrannosaurus Rex in a suit. I'm gonna have to go wearing a suit that. and a tie. Oh, it's if you go on YouTube and and, go, and Google it or search for it, there's uh, there's the the Carol of the Bells is the funniest one on there. That's where you have Quasimodo. It's it's supposed to be in Notre Dame and it has Quasimodo coming out. And then the 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 host that is doing the commentary he says like I have a hunch that tonight's performance will you know hunch uh, <laughs> that tonight's performance Man. will be unique. See where you went with that. And, Some well, bad jokes. Well, and the the bells are all, like the actual bells are are like live bells, like they have eyes and a face, and they have hammers, and they hit themselves on the the bum mm. bum 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 bum. You know. So is it themselves. like um, Jason and the Argonauts type claymation, or like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer type claymation? Or Very comparable. It, yeah, okay. it's a, kind of a cross between that and Nightmare Before Christmas claymation. So it, it okay. is actual claymation, and that's also the one that features. I the, need to go watch it. The kind of like that, a Mannheim steamroller type. No, thing. no, no. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. No. Wait. Everybody needs to know. There's one word that's anathema in Preston's vocabulary. It's Mannheim Steamroller, which is awesome heresy, music. right? Musical that is heresy. Heresy. That right is up there with that's, Kenny G. That's the nice yeah. You know, that, there's Dante said there were seven man. levels to hell. Yep. Well, there's probably a, one even lower well, that than one's that eight. for this. Yeah, yeah. That one's level eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. No, Trans Siberian is okay, but no, not Mannheim. But yeah, Mannheim. Now, some good MIDI keyboard riffs there. Oh, you know, see, it's, it's like, it's, and see, to me, and that, that, this that's is playing yeah. in the family home, isn't it? Well, this is what I never understood about my dad. Like he, he, he loves him, Mannheim Steamroller. Started man, you yeah. brought the spoon. Yeah, you did. And I'm stirring up. You did. Oh, well, it, just like with Robin, it hurts more. Uh, and. <laughs> But that was the thing, like my dad, for example, excellent taste in music, and then we listen to Mannheim Steamroller in the car every December, and Mm. even as a kid, I'm sitting here thinking, why am I listening to late 80s news jingles Mm. in a Christmas style? This is is terrible. It's very much like the uh, Paul McCartney, um, or it was one of the Beatles, who had, it's a wind-up on Christmas time. Yeah. It just had the terrible... Very hollow. Yes, it's hollow, yeah. computerized sound that went along synth sound that went. Yeah. It's just it's, it's like they just gutted the soul of Christmas out, and for the sake That's of a dollar, like hey, we'll get one it. of the Beatles to write this song and make yep. a lot of money off of it, yep. even though it's crap. 
You just described Mannheim Steamroller's playbook right there. <laughs> so, you Preston, you're playbook. saying you want me to buy you that CD for Christmas? Yes. Uh, yeah, and then you the can take it copy. right back and keep it to yourself and do Preston, whatever you want to. If, if I can find some hey, CDs. If Preston is a bad boy this year, he's going to get Mannheim Steamroller in his stocking. <laughs> oh, I better if, be if a good person. If I could person. get that downloaded into Preston's iTunes account, oh. I would figure out a way to do it. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing if you get it downloaded as his ringtone. Hey, yes. so. <laughs> All right, enough picking on Preston. <laughs> Oh, no, Y'all two no. slow pokes over there need to chime in and tell us what your favorite I Christmas have endured movie is. Endless poking for years, so it's about time somebody else is taking a little brunt of this. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to speak now. Go ahead. Uh, mine. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> what I always grew up watching was, uh, and my favorite is probably uh, Nile Two and Well, oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, Preston. Cut his mic. Off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, always a classic. Chevy Chase. That's the top of the total. I mean, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Say it right. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. <laughs> what year did that come out? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. That's a good year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what's his name from Big Bang Theory? Plays uh, Russ, the the brother. Oh the really? Boy. Yep. I did not that's, know uh, that. Yep. That's. Uh, Oh, I'll look uh, up his name. He's looking it up right now. He was the like the boyfriend in Roseanne. What, is that is that the same one? I believe that is the same one. That would be. We're gonna find it here. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Johnny Ringo Galecki. Johnny Galecki. I think that's how you say his name. Mm. Uh, but that that's that would be the actor. Uh, he was in Big Bang Theory, and but yeah, he played Russ in. In that particular, they one changed of the Russes, those. Yeah, yeah every he was, single movie. He was one of the twenty Russes in the National Lampoon Vacation movies. So anyway, they definitely exchanged the children a lot in those. Yeah, that movie's got some some definitely classic moments. Putting up the Christmas decorations on the roof. Um, well, Uncle Eddie who comes to visit in the <laughs> that, camper. There's an RV. Yeah, the Christmas night scene. If I woke up know, with my head sewed to the carpet, I would not be more surprised than <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> And, I mean, and he's emptying his um, his sewage his, uh, into the chemical drain. toilet. Yep. Oh yeah, man. Uh, no, that that was probably one of my favorite movies growing up. When uh, Christmas, I mean, I also love uh, Scrooge. That was mm-hmm. up there too. Um, I mean, there. I actually, I made a list. I made a list of my favorite ones. I don't know if any of you guys ever saw um, the. Um, uh, Back, I want to say it came out in '89 or '90. Uh, Prancer. Oh yes, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. That's my wife's no. favorite movie. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, obviously, that one's kind of more on the so, serious, dramatic. Now kind that of side. that movie has a personal connection with me. So my grandfather on my mother's side, Chuck Beitner, who passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, the house where Prancer is filmed was his. Um, Childhood home in Indiana, nice. years and years oh, and years wow. ago, and um, so that that home stayed in his family for many years. Of course, he he moved to Asheville, North Carolina, where where we where we're at. We are at, but uh, the home where that was filmed was his childhood estate. That's cool. How yeah, cool! Really yeah. cool. That so, is a very so deep when the movie cool. came out, obviously he there was a connection with that, and he took the whole family to go see it. So it was pretty That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, hmm. that's cool. Uh, well, these are basically my top five favorite Christmas movies. I mean, in no no particular order, uh, but I already mentioned two, Scrooge and Christmas Vacation. 
but Home Alone 2. I uh, love what? Home yes. Alone. Oh. Home Alone 2. Who in front of Home Alone 1? Yes. Oh, what? Man. Yes. Who are you? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. Get out. Home Alone 2. I'm glad the weight's not on okay, me Okay, wait, 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 wait. You can't go on with that list. Why is 2 better than 1? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've Elaborate. Always, I, I, I grew up watching 2. I know what it is. Than... You got a soft spot in your heart for the crazy bird lady. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pigeon I, I, poop I does it, it was, for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cool like it was in New York City and... I don't know. I just like it better now, than the, the first one. Now, the scene with the in the toy store, the FAO Schwartz toy store, that's pretty cool. Well, and, and then the, and then the part where he's in that abandoned house, yep. and he goes through the same traps again with them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't the wet know. bandits. Operation that, Ho Ho Ho. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the plan, dude. Did you have a talk boy back in the day? I did. I did, I did too. Oh, I did. Nice. So did I. I, <laughs> I remember. Totally forgot about that. Yep. I had one oh. too. And let us not forget that Home Alone Two also features number forty-five, President Trump. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sure. Does make an appearance they down are. the hall and yep. to the yeah. left. Now I will say there is one scene in um, Home Alone Two that is amazingly hilarious every time, and it's the hotel scene where he plays the old black and white oh, gangster yeah. film again. Yes. I was and actually watching that the other day. Who, who plays the butler in there? It's That's Tim, Tim Curry. Tim yes, Curry. yes, it's Tim Curry, and yes. that is so brilliant. It's it's the same rehash of the yeah. joke, yeah. the gag from the first one. But I don't know. He just adds something to it. His facial expression. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah. And a happy new year. (laughs) Keep the change. And did you know that 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 wasn't actually a real movie that he was playing? They actually made it for Home Alone. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, Because that actor. Angels with dirty souls or dirty hearts or something like that. Yeah. Well, see, because the actor that played that guy. I remember me. Snakes. I don't know no snakes. I don't know snakes. The, the actor that fires off the Tommy gun in, in both those, quote, films, yeah. I remember seeing him in a few other early 90s movies. Uh, he he was a um, it, Curly Sue. He was in Curly Sue. Um, he was some, I can't remember if he was like a homeless guy or something. Mm. But it, that same old actor, and I have no idea what his name is, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Okay, okay, let me say this. I, I like Home Alone, but I like Home Alone 2 better. So you would say that's one of the rare occasions where the sequel surpasses the original? No. <laughs> I mean, it's not too rare of an occasion. A lot of times the sequel does pass. Okay. Like Terminator 2? Terminator 2. I, that was, that's so funny. Go. I was thinking about that. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Afterlife. Oh, here we, Doug's getting triggered now. <laughs> Okay. All right, so what's yeah. your number I, three I, movie, I can, Kyle? Dude, I can respect that. Home Alone Two, it it definitely takes it to a different level. Uh, but I'll, I'll always yeah. be partial to Home Alone One. Yeah, and like personally. I said, I'm not saying uh, the first one's bad at all. I yeah. like the first one. I just yeah. Which, by the way, the soundtrack by John Williams. Yes. Yeah. I and just have to watch one both and of two. Them, so. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. yeah once again John Williams just delivers a movie just by. If how you go he and watch the music. Netflix how. The movies made us. Um, the segment on Home Alone. I think they have an episode on yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, they do. Yes. That movie made so much money. Like it was pretty low budget. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have a lot in in the budget for that. And that movie like made several times over what the budget was. I mean, it was a humongous hit when it came out. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those movies that well, they were. It was begging for a sequel just from the financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
How about that John Candy cameo? In there? John Candy, yeah. yep. Bunch of polka yeah. bums. Polka, yeah. bums. <laughs> polka, polka, polka. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, and these are the other two movies um, I grew up watching and are kind of newer. Um, and I, I know you guys are going to have an opinion on these. But um, no. I love Santa Claus 3. Tim Allen. See, I've not even seen the third one. Third I've seen the first two. Has Martin Short in it? He plays yeah. uh, you, Jack you, Frost. Jack right? Frost. Is okay. this where you're putting the third movie above the first two? Okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. I just I, like the third one. I think the third, whatever. Man. You just like it. You're not um, ranking it. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not ranking. Uh, and <laughs> Elf. I love Elf. Oh yeah. I mean, Elf. I've only seen Elf one time. Yeah. You're an angry elf. Elf is another one that you go back and rewatch it. It's it's got a lot of catchy quotes. Yeah. Oh yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah and that's that's prime Will Ferrell. I mean, yeah, when that movie came out, he was pretty much killing it. With mm-hmm. that was right in the same vein of you know, Anchorman and yep, yep, some of the other movies that he was in. And I actually I watched the uh, movies books. that made us on Elf as well. It okay. almost almost didn't get made. Just there's so there were so many different things that were causing it not to get made, and mm. they were trying to choose somebody else because the director didn't like Will Ferrell at the time. And then they decided to go with Will Ferrell, and they loved him. He was perfect. <laughs> Need more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's like six foot something, yeah. and here he is playing him. an elf. I wait, mean, wait. Preston does an awesome Harry Carey. Go ahead, Preston. If I was a scientist, you know what I would clone? Hot dogs. They'd be so abundant, they'd become our currency. <laughs> 20 hot dogs would equal roughly a nickel. The moon's or made the, of cheese. Oh, yeah. The, my, my favorite planet is the sun. I like it because it's like the king of planets. So, you know, if you stare at the sun for an hour, it'll burn your eye out. So, for those of you that don't know, that's Will Ferrell playing Harry Carey from yeah. back in the day on SNL. <laughs> go YouTube it. It's instant fun. Those are great. Oh, and can I, can I say one more thing? Oh, go for it. No. Um, <laughs> My favorite Christmas song. I know we haven't mentioned music too much, but my favorite Christmas it. song. Mannheim Steamroller? Be quiet, Doug. <laughs> uh, rocking Around the Christmas Tree. That's my that's favorite. One. The favorite original? Christmas. Yeah, yeah, the original. Brenda Lee? Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. I, I mean, I could play that. Which song. is in Home Alone. Yes. It is. He takes the Michael Jordan stand-up and <laughs> tapes it to the electric uh, train. <laughs> yeah. to, you know, but that's from his lesser Home Alone yeah. movie. <laughs> Buzz's Anyways, girlfriend, that's my barf. favorite. That's my favorite Christmas song. <laughs> uh, that's a picture. Uh, a, a boy posed for that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. They took a boy and made him look like that, and that's that's the picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Yeah. 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 I recently learned that when I was like, I, and I seriously said to myself, "Woof." <laughs> so, All right, yeah. Doug, go ahead, Douglas. Okay, you're I, wrong. I, I feel, I feel yeah. eyes on. Well, he's me. luckily he's lucky I didn't <laughs> censure him uh, on the uh, sliders here well, with the Mannheim steamroller references. Told now you I've to got, cut now his cord. Now I've got Preston saying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my my all time Christmas movie. When I was growing up, it was a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. The old black and white one. Yes, nineteen forty seven. Uh, wow, Doug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember when Truman was president. George. <laughs> the George, I had a connection, you know, George Bailey. You know, that, there you that, go. That always stood out to me. Well, that, George Bailey, that was a wonderful life. That was. Yeah. See. See, you got it wrong yeah. already. Yeah. I told you, you're it was wrong. A wonderful life. 
The Miracle on 34th Street, I, and I did like the remake, too. I, I the one that came out in the 90s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I they liked had, them both. They had John Hammond in it from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spared no expense. <laughs> I thought I saw some dino- dinosaurs. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> he kept on trying to give the girl dinosaurs. I don't want a dinosaur. And we're moving on. So okay. wait, what, wait, was your favorite, I'm confused, was it okay. Miracle on 34th Street or A Wonderful Life? It was A Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. I'm working up here. Here's a turn. If you smell, there's not smell microphones or anything. Some could make the argument or would make the argument that A Wonderful Life isn't really I've, a Christmas movie. I've heard that, yeah. I don't... It, and, and I guess, of course, this bleeds over into the Die Hard discussion, but... <laughs> Really, the movie, if you think about it, is about George Bailey. And three his quarters re- of the movie happens before Christmas. Before like it Christmas. Goes, goes through his past mm-hmm. and his now whole setup you, there in Bedford but Falls. But at the pinnacle yeah. of it is Christmas. The right. And now it just happens you, to end at yeah. Christmas and Clarence and all of that. that yeah. Enjoying. I mean, I, I consider it a Christmas movie, but I've, yeah, I've heard that. I think you could means. make the argument that One that movie about, could take place... You know, in July, and it would still. Well, that's that's what I was thinking here just now, and I until you said that it never occurred to me. But you take the idea of a story, you take a character, and you make the story about what the world would be like had that person not been born. Mm-hmm. You could do that with anything. It Historians do that all to, the time. It's called yep. counterfactual. Yeah. What if the South would have won Battle of Gettysburg? Right. Historians do yep. that kind of stuff all the time. That, that's right. Doug? <laughs> it's okay. Your slider's still up, Doug. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Those two movies. This was back before they had Christmas Story playing 24-7. You would catch that on TV. That's um, more recently, movies would have been National Lampoon's Christmas movie. That That's awesome. It's always playing, but... In my house, we always watch Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. The whole trilogy. The whole trilogy mm. every Christmas. 2 is garbage. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> He's not even Santa Claus through most of the movie. Doug, I would have defended you had you not uh, <laughs> gone after me, but whatever. It's been a while since I've seen those movies, so I can't weigh in on the debate. I, I feel like those are just really, they're just really good classic yeah, they're probably on I, this, Disney Plus right now. This is a season of forgiveness. Yeah, they might be actually. <laughs> well, go, go ahead, Doug. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> Too slow. We're, we're uh, where, where are we at? Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Wonderful Life. Santa Claus movie. Scrooge is awesome. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Mm-hmm, I do want to yeah. watch it. They don't. They don't play it. It's not getting picked yeah, up. Yeah, you kind of got. You got to go looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Lethal Weapon is a good. Oh, uh, here, here we go. I'm, I'm kicking this off. Right. I thought you were getting ready to say Gremlins. <laughs> you know, some people say Gremlins, Gremlins is, is a, Christmas. a Christmas movie. Yeah. Man, this is they going eat, straight they, no, into part uh, two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Gremlins. I like Gremlins too. Is in Christmas. I mean, you even see some of the Gremlins. Don. I don't Santa know. I got push back <laughs> on that one. Mm-mm. I'm just. Stirring it up. Oh. Okay. Gremlin, Die Hard. How no. many Gremlins movies did they end up making? Two. two. I know two. of two. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Lethal Weapon was a good Christmas movie. <laughs> Although it's based in, in you know California, but it's Christmas. 
What's the first scene where we're introduced to a young Mel Gibson? Where's he at? Uh, he's at he's a Christmas tree, tree farm, trying to buy yes. drugs from yes. a bunch of drug dealers at <laughs> a Christmas tree farm. That's the way I want my Christmas movie to start. So he w- he wasn't buying Christmas trees. He, <laughs> he was, was undercover undercover ops. <laughs> He Just was looking for the snow topping on the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so this is the era of Christmas tree Christmas movies I grew up with. You know. So, what year was Lethal Weapon two? What were we at? Circa two or one? Eighties. You said number two was a Christmas no, movie. No, Lethal Weapon one is. Lethal Weapon one it takes place during Christmas. Oh, okay. So I thought you said Christmas. Lethal Weapon two. No, no, no. Two. It, it got parlayed over into Gremlins two. Nineteen eighty seven. 1987. Yeah. Okay. I, I was a uh, man. Ripe. 80s had some amazing movies. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm glad I was old enough to see them. <laughs> uh, anyways, anything else? I mean, you, any, you, any other you, movie? Your huggy things, you know, whatever. whatever so you're Doug would have been diapers. Doug would have been alive to remember the Star Wars Christmas oh, special, that's true. much oh, that's maligned right. Star oh. Wars Christmas oh. special, <laughs> and it. To my chagrin, nobody brought it up. Well, we're bringing it up now. Well, we don't we're want to. We're bringing it now. We okay. Don't, we really don't want to. Some of us were mentally avoiding it. Really hey, the, bad. The, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is the key factor to that special? Who does it bring into the universe? Chewbacca's family. B. Arthur and her singing voice. Throw, throw yourself outside. <laughs> Run yourself over. <laughs> I was going to say B. Arthur and her singing voice. <laughs> Got Boba Fett. Harrison yes. Ford. Oh, that's right. Harrison Ford phoning it in. <laughs> you can probably find that on YouTube. Oh, you can. It's, it's, it's Star Wars Crickets. Crickets. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. looking it up and lasting about five seconds. It's unwatchable. It's cringeworthy. It really is. For lack of a better word. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think Chewbacca's mm. son was like, mm. was it spongy mm. or something like that? It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, so was it? Yeah. yeah. So bad. That is yeah. the strangest right. thing I'd ever yeah. seen in my uh, life. Yeah. Did they really? have a cartoon section in it? Like an is it worse than I think Manheim it was the Bubble Fett music? Yeah. I, I wonder if that's where they pulled from to begin the Droids cartoon series. You know, they had a, a been, little bit yeah. of, of that yeah. for a couple of seasons in the 80s. Did that holiday special, yeah. did it come out like right after New Hope? I think it was, like, it was like 78. 78 or something. Yeah. So that would be right in between. Apparently yeah. George oh. Lucas wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> he Clearly. Said, CBS, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. But there was money to be made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shameful money I th- Well, I think yeah. he was trying to do like right or whatever Empire Strikes Back, and so he, right. didn't, he didn't want to do anything with it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> Wow. And oh, you know, another awesome Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yes. With Sinbad and I, Arnold. Yes. I have not seen it in so long. Can I you get your compliment to me? Terrible time. <laughs> terrible, terrible time. time. I hadn't seen it in so long. I don't know if it's good or bad or Come not. Come get so your complimentary <laughs> hand grenade. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Also, has uh, Phil Hartman. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Who was brilliant? The glue of Siren Out Live back yeah. then. Yeah, he has some really funny quotes in that movie. Um, Any other? And a Jake Lloyd, I believe, is in that. Who is? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the Jake Anna Lloyd Skywalker. I think that was that was probably what right before Episode One. Yeah, and the eighties is just an awesome 
I, I think Jingle All the Way was maybe 96, 97. It was 96, 97, because I remember I was in high school. That was 96. That would be my freshman year in high school. And Rita Wilson, wife of Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that would, movie's yeah. got a, a big cheese factor to it. Mm-hmm. You go back and watch it. It's so <laughs> cheesy. Well, and that like, whole fight like, scene in the yeah. warehouse with all the Santa Claus. Accessories sold separately. Batteries I not mean, included. He gets a reindeer drunk at the there, end of it. There is a Turbo Man at the... The toy shop in Fletcher. Oh Did you yeah, see it? Did you I see saw it? that. Yeah. So for those of you listening, we're we're based in um, Asheville, North Carolina, and there's a local toy shop that we like to go to called Fletcher's Fun Toys. Shout out to them. Way to but drop our location. Nathan and now I are going to get hoarded. Nathan all our fans. and I went in there the other day. <laughs> You're my subscriber. <laughs> That's the first thing he spotted when we walk in. Turbo he's Man. Like, he's like, dude, dude, look at the Turbo Man. Up there on this I'm like, <laughs> and I'll point out that movie was not on his list. <laughs> yeah, so Jingle All the Way is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it even has Christmas. It's not in the top title. on my list, but it's it's. Yeah. I watch it. It's, Sinbad's pretty funny. There's a couple <laughs> moments there where he's pretty, yeah. like when he goes in there with the bomb threat in the radio station. Yes, <laughs> and there's actually a bomb. <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah, people are crazy. Yeah, Sinbad's pretty funny. Uh, I think one of the best scenes in that, if I if I'm trying to remember it right, is yeah. when he has the Turbo Man suit on. Arnold does, and he's. Starts fly. He realizes it actually yeah. does fly. Yeah. It's turbo. I can't do an Arnold, so I'm just not. It's gonna turbo do it. time. There we go. There it's we go. It's turbo time, <laughs> and he flies <laughs> off. So uh, let me throw out a couple other movies that y'all didn't mention, and I may be the only one in here uh, who likes this. The 1984 Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Seen that playing yep. Scrooge. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have. Okay, as a kid, I remember watching that and being really frightened. Like, there were some truly scary moments in that. But George C. Scott, who also played Patton yep. in the, the classic military movie. But if you haven't seen that, I think it might be on Amazon Prime. I know it was last year because I've watched it. I mean, that's where they get the whole – the chains. It's, it's just, yeah. They, they, they yeah. scare you with the What chain. did you think of it? What is your memory I, of it, Preston? I, I remember thinking, well, once I was more aware of, uh, of accent – acting you know like mm-hmm. i thought george c scott had a really impressive performance to be such a american actor mm-hmm. and then here we are in a british role you don't you don't hear about that much you always hear the reverse british actors mm-hmm. benedict cumberbatch and i mean so on and so forth Andrew british lincoln yeah and i mean half the cast of band of brothers being british actors playing american mm-hmm. roles well most of the actors today are either british or australian mm-hmm. yeah and this is one of those rarities where really you've got Australian. where you've got an american actor Actor you sound like a pulling <laughs> off a British role and just absolutely killing it. Yeah, uh, if you haven't watched that, go back and watch it. It's it's a trip. It's it's good. It's I, another another yeah. iteration on the Christmas Carol, which we've seen a million times. I almost feel like I've seen it. I just don't. I don't. Now, George in, C. I don't Scott know. nails yeah. it. Man. Now in the nineties, Patrick Stewart also yeah, did uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, Maybe that's the one I. I think TNT, I've seen the Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Was that a it, TV special? It was a TNT yeah. special somewhere in the mid to late nineties where Patrick Stewart yeah, played the part the of Ebenezer okay, I Scrooge. Seen that one. That's another good performance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me throw one more out since we're talking about, what about Christmas the Grinch? Carol. You just totally interrupted my flow. <laughs> but, no, but no, the Grinch. Yeah, there have been like three or four different versions of it, right? You got the yeah. original nineteen sixty six, I think, cartoon, which was That's always correct. my yep. favorite. Doctor Seuss one. Yep. 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 With the um, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger. Original Tony the Tiger. Voiceover, reading the story. Yep. I mean, that's amazing. That's always going to be my jam. And then Jim Carrey's version. Which is yes, crazy. No. Yes, no, yes, yes, it's no. crazy. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. 
Yeah, that's prime Jim Carrey right there. Um, they said that him getting in that suit took hours, like yeah. the makeup. And I the believe suit it. And well, and that. they said the whole <laughs> fur was like flame flammable. Oh, really? Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came out with an animated version just a few years ago. It's, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. That, yep. Yeah, he did the voice. And correct me if I'm wrong. You may have to look this up, but I think that version. The one, the animated that just came out, the computer generated, Mm -hmm. is the highest grossing Christmas film of all time. Really? You'd have to look it up, but I think it is. I mean, it looks, I haven't seen it, but it looks good, though. Yeah. Now, one I remember that also has not been mentioned, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh, yeah. uh, From, yeah. Uh, I want to say that came out in either the 50s or 60s, because mm-hmm. and that's the one that features Linus reciting the Christmas story. Right, they from, actually read from the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's what I... And, and I remember hearing stories about how that received mixed reactions initially, because mm-hmm. some people took it as Linus was trying to satirize the Christmas story when, in all actuality... It was a serious scene on showing what Christmas really was all about. Yeah. Do they play that today, though? It's probably hate oh, yeah. speech now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's one that um, uh, that I always. Preston's going to look that up. up. The highest grossing Christmas film of all time, and why he's doing that. I was going to say, Derek. What did you? The have... other one I was going to throw out there is probably one that maybe uh, many people have not seen, and that is. The Man Who Invented Christmas. Have you ever seen that? I do not believe so. Okay. Is that, I watched, is that a book? Like originally a book? No, no. I watched it last year on Amazon Prime. It was amazing. It's actually the story of Charles Dickens, his life, and oh, how... I did see it on Prime. Like, I saw it listed on Prime. Okay, it's okay. the story of how Charles Dickens was inspired to write a Christmas story, and it's about his life and oh. his family. And I don't think it had any well-known actors at all. The cast was not well known, but the movie itself was very well done. It was awesome. I loved it. And um, if you haven't seen that, definitely give it a try because it should be up there on people's lists. And it just, for whatever reason, did not get a lot of um, praise. All right. So we got an answer to your question there, Derek. You are correct. Uh, The 2018 Grinch has grossed half a billion. So it's like 512 million. I never would have guessed that. It's crazy. And. Home Alone, the original Home Alone, uh, is at number two, at 476. And then number three is the 2000 Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Home Alone 2 comes in at number four. And then there was, uh, in 09, there was a uh, computer animated Christmas Carol that I think uh, has Jim Carrey in it as well, doing one of the voices. I was going to say, this was done by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, okay. Or directed by Robert Zemeckis. And yeah, you're right, uh, Jim Carrey did play the part of Scrooge. Well, he played several parts, if I remember. He played the, go- right, yeah. the the ghost too. Like he did. Yeah. He was. They actually did the whole uh, capture his face and stuff. The, yeah, because I I yeah. was looking at the article here, and the the face of Scrooge just kind of looked like Jim Carrey's yeah. profile, yeah. so to speak. So sweet. So yeah. why don't we hit uh, the pause button right there, and uh, y'all take a break. We'll take one as well. We'll come back. We'll do second part of the episode, which is diving into that great and deep philosophical subject. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?
All right, folks, we are back from taking our break, and we are here now to dive deep into the rabbit hole and discuss the deep, mysterious question that is probably the greatest mystery of the universe. And it's a subject of hot debate in social media and in internet circles and around the water cooler. Ar- around the water cooler. And, uh, and that question is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So Derek is going to spearhead this discussion. Not Doug. Bring us some, <laughs> not Doug. Uh, and we're just going to explore this and we're going to see where, where this discussion takes us. So Now, if I remember correctly, wasn't a whole episode of The Office devoted to this question, or at least in part it was devoted to this? Oh. One of the later Office episodes where the intern and um, the girl, oh, the girl that ends on, up taking office. over right, the, desk, right. the front desk, they, they watch yep. Die Hard during the Christmas party in The Office. You'll, we'll have to go back and look up that episode. Maybe um, Preston's got a computer. Maybe he I've can look it up. I've got a vague memory and, of it, but and, yeah. And look I think it it's up a new, like one of the newer. One of the, it's one of the later ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get some basic info on Die Hard. Maybe there's some of you out there who are listening who haven't taken the time to watch Die Hard. And if you haven't. Who are you? Yeah, you need to put that on your list to do. So the movie was released and this would kind of add to the Christmas debate. Listen to when it was released. July 15th, 1988. <laughs> Not exactly mm. the time when Christmas movies Oh, that's when out. I have my Christmas. Christmas in July. <laughs> it was directed by John, John McTiernan. Of course, it starred Bruce Willis. Of course, we know him from many other movies. Um, Die Hard ended up spawning several... Are there five Die Hard movies now? Yes. Six or seven? I don't there's, know. There's five. There's Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard and with 3. a Vengeance, and then there's Live Free or Die Hard, and then A Good Day to Die Hard. Yep. I'm impressed. Thank Preston. you. I, I just recently bought the Blu-ray with all five on There you go. <laughs> so. And then since then, Bruce Willis has been in a ton of movies. <clears throat> I remember him being in Armageddon. Yeah. Back well, I mean, he, he's one what of those... What about Moonlining? Do y'all remember that <laughs> Oh, one? yeah. Well, see, and there's the connection there, Doug. The I... From what I understand, Die Hard was Bruce Willis's breakout into the big screen. Right. Well, yes. he became the action star after because that. Because according I mean, to what I saw on the movies that made us documentary about Die Hard, it was almost laughable that Bruce Willis was going to be offered mm-hmm. an action role because there was this he was in, slew of actors that turned down the role of John McClane. Okay. There's Frank Sinatra. Y'all would be... Uh, but you guys didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Frank? You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Frankie? Sinatra was one. Ooh. There are a ton of actors that, that turned down the role for John McClane. Did not anyway. know that. Oh, yeah. And did you also know it was a book? Yes, which I was going to mention. Oh, sorry. No, but you're good. No, you're good. So what else has Bruce Willis been in that y'all remember? He made a cameo in Ocean's 12. Yeah, he did. Uh, try not to remember that one. Oh, I love all the oceans, uh, ten, oceans eleven, twelve, and thirteen. I love those. But anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. write this down. What else has Bruce Willis been in, y'all? Anybody? Uh, there. Uh, oh, the uh, North, the movie North that came out in the nineties um, with uh, Elijah Wood. Oh yeah, uh, he was the Easter Bunny mm-hmm. in in the movie North. I <laughs> know it's kind of obscure. Well, the the most recent one he was in where they did the remake of uh, Death Wish. Did not see that one. It's really good. It's good. Yeah. So, who else is in that movie? Alan Rickman, of course, plays Hans oh, Gruber. Yeah. Hans Gruber. Uh, Alexander uh, Godunov. Gaud- Gaud- that's the the blonde, the guy that played Carl. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he was also in the movie North. He played an Amish guy. What else was Alec, uh, Alan Rickman in? Harry Potter. Yeah, he was a Harry uh, Potter. Movie. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. The Spoon. It'll yeah. hurt more. Tight tights. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Alan Rickman's been in a bunch of stuff. Tons, tons of movies. Years. Yeah. yeah. And let us not forget William Atherton. Yep. Who's our Ghostbusters connection. That's right. He plays basically the same character in Die Hard and in Ghostbusters. In Ghostbusters, he's Walter Peck, mm-hmm. the EPA guy who tries to come in and, well, he doesn't try, he does. He comes in and shuts down the containment unit. Yep. And then we have the Manhattan 84 ghost event. And then in this one, he plays the hard-nosed reporter trying to get the story um, of what's going on in the Nakatomi Plaza. And then let us not forget who also plays a significant supporting role in this movie, Reginald Vale Johnson. The man who saved Christmas. Who also has another Ghostbusters connection. Yes, Remember, he does. he's the mm-hmm. police officer in Ghostbusters 1 who comes to let the Ghostbusters out or bring them into the judges or the mayor's quarters. Yeah. Well, there is a theory. It's just <laughs> a theory. <laughs> Here we go. That. Here we go. Cut his, cut his mic off. <laughs> that die Hard. Family Matters and Ghostbusters is all in the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you and know, the, that's a true story because we are in the same universe. And, and the officer that, oh. that Vell Johnson plays is such an important operative character that he assumes the identity of Carl Winslow in secret. There you go. To, to protect himself and his family because he's the man who freed the Ghostbusters in yep. New York yep. and he's the man who saved Christmas in Los Angeles in 1988. Um, oh my gosh! Okay, the internet now, chat. So he may be one of the most important people in history. He, he really could be. Now, one more actor, Derek. I was going to point out on top of that, uh, Paul Gleason from The Breakfast Club, the okay. counselor, because he was mm-hmm. the he mm-hmm. was the that deputy chief oh, in Die right. Hard. That's right. Yeah, he he's was the in one Breakfast that kept Club. on doubting Bruce Willis. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. He was he was the guy who was like, but do oh. you? He he was the one who goes. Looks like we're going to need some more FBI guys. <laughs> So, Die Hard was a huge hit that year, 1988. Listen to this: the budget was 30 million, and it grossed 140 million. So, no wonder it spawned so many sequels. And as you said, Nathan, it was the movie that catapulted Bruce Willis onto Mm -hmm. the silver screen. Now, just for kicks, Die Hard was number seven that year in terms of highest grossing for 1988. So, listen to what else came out in 1988. You, you may not even think of this, but the highest grossing film in 1988 was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, hmm. nice. They give him the yeah. dip. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Which probably would not never be remade. Well, that no, was doesn't a need big advancement yeah. in the, yeah. the way they film it. Well, no, that, like even Christopher Lloyd is awesome <laughs> in that movie. Even yeah. uh, you're talking about it never be remade. Even at the, like the Disney World parks or something yeah. at the Who Framed Roger Rabbit area, yeah. they took out uh, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, she's too <laughs> voluptuous. Oh, well, yeah. There's a scene where she, uh, there's okay. a part where she's like posed in a yeah. trunk or whatever, and they they took her out. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> gotcha. Woke, woke Disney for you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what else came out that year? Number two, highest grossing, 1988, Coming to America. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Number Love three it. was Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good yeah. morning, Vietnam. Crocodile Dundee 2. Good eye, mate. <laughs> three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Leonard Nimoy directed that, by the way. Three Men and a Baby? Yes. Did not know yeah. that. Did you know that, Nathan? You didn't know that, Doug. <laughs> so Die Hard was number seven on that list. Fun fact, number 36 on the highest grossing films that year was another Christmas classic, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, I hey, that love that, right. Preston. My it, wife absolutely loves the Ernest movies. So do oh, I. I do too. I, yeah, see, I do too. Ernest I goes to camp. Up. Ernest uh, yeah. scared stupid. Ernest, Ernest goes to Christmas. jail. Ernest rides again. My wife loves um, all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ernest. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, my, my sister Ernest and I both grew up watching the TV show. Uh, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Now, here's another connection. Yeah. Okay, so Jim Varney is the voice of the slinky dog in, in Toy, Toy Story, Story yep. who also plays the role, of course, of Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's been ages <laughs> since I've seen Ernest Saves Christmas. I need to go back it's, and watch that. that. It's been ages since I've seen any of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's. I think my favorite out of those was yeah. Ernest Goes to Camp. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the little uh, guy who was in the in the movies who uh, had who was kind of fat and he had the there was like a there was two two like little sidekicks. Are, are you talking about went, the elves in Ernest Saves no, Christmas? No, I'm they're in all the, of them. You're, oh, you're talking about Chuck and Bobby. Yeah, Chuck yes. and Bobby. Yeah, because Chuck's the taller, the bigger yeah. guy, and then yeah. Bobby's the uh, yeah, because he was the one in Ernest Goes to Jail. He Ernest goes, goes to jail. Freeze, oh. punk, make your play. Yeah. yeah, and he only says like one. If yeah. he talks at all, it's just yeah. one thing, and then that's it. I think oh, that might be my favorite. Ernest Goes to Jail. I think that's yeah. my yeah. favorite. Well, oh, hey, he goes, it, it, I've been vandalized <laughs> by Elvis. That those movies. I can't and, believe we got off on this. <laughs> Those movies were just silly mm-hmm. for silly's sake. Yeah. Just good, clean fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, Amen. It was just, I mean, it was just pure goodness. Yeah. Right? Doug's over here <laughs> laughing at everybody. <laughs> well, Derek, you said it was what, number 36, you said? 36, yeah. yeah. Hey, at least it made the top 100. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing, though, <laughs> yeah. when you think yeah. about it. Two Christmas classics in one year. Yeah. And for an earnest movie to even get that high is actually pretty mm-hmm. impressive. All right. So, inspiration. Now, Nathan, I'm going to pull on that little thread that you began with a few minutes ago about um, the story. So I pulled this off of an article. It was on Movie Web. So I'm going to be quoting this. The name of the article was Die Hard is a Christmas Movie, Whether You Like It or Not, which does not necessarily reflect the views of those uh, in the show of the Inner Light Project. But anyway, <laughs> inspiration. According to the director, Die Hard was inspired by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, and it was based on the 1979 novel Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe, which I have not read. Hmm. Originally, the film was to take place over three days, but director John McTurnan envisioned Die Hard as a Shakespearean tale and decided that it would take place in one night. At the same time, McTiernan was convinced that the story of evil terrorists carrying out a violent heist was missing something, that something was heart. Thus, McTiernan and the writers decided to incorporate Christmas as a major part of the film to make Die Hard what it is today. Emphasis on major. Yeah. So <laughs> that just gives you the background of the movie and what led to the inspiration for the story writing. And the director made a conscious decision in the, the writing of that to set it in Christmas. So that, that should tell you something about what he thinks so it, it could have been when the uh, movie was actually came out. What did you say? Mm-hmm. If, I, if he hadn't incorporated Christmas into it. Mm-hmm. Different director, you, it probably wouldn't have happened yeah. at all, or maybe 
maybe would not have happened at Christmas time. But anyway. Doug, get out. So here's <laughs> how we're going to do this debate, gentlemen. All right. Gloves off. Let's go. So oh, they've been off. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? First, we're going to start with the negative. No, it is not a Christmas movie. Even if this is not your position, take the devil's advocate and weigh in on the debate. Why is it not a Christmas movie? Preston, go. It's rated R. Um, let's see. It, <laughs> um, let's see. It, it's in California, so it's warmer weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm I'm grasping straws here. <laughs> uh, okay, how is it not a Christmas movie? Well, uh, of course the there's there's a lot of violence in it. That's um, the R rating, right? Yeah, the F bomb gets dropped, right? So we have all that 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 warrants the R rating. Uh, there's there's a lot of violence in it, but to be upfront about it, that has to do with the the good and evil fight. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're trying to fight off terrorism. And these are terrorists that are well-trained, highly armed. They are really packing heat. So to fight them off, you got to fight just as hard. So that's certainly not really a Christmas concept, I would say. Um, I would also say one of the reasons you could make the argument that it is not a Christmas movie uh, would be that, um, like, for example, that it's... I don't know if it's because it's a Japanese company that's part of the Nakatomi, you know, yeah, the, like the Nakatomi Corporation, and you know, if it's if we're talking about like different cultures, because you know, different cultures celebrate different holidays, uh, but you know, you had all the decorations and stuff in there. Um, those are kind of my just off the top of my head. Some of my all takes right. on that. what about you, other guys? What do you think? No, it's not a Christmas movie. Even if you don't agree, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. And the uh, the main reason I I don't think oh you're wrong off. wow okay let's hear it yeah go I should have started with you <laughs> um, the main reason I I don't think it's a Christmas movie because it doesn't focus on Christmas Christmas is like is the background of the whole story mm-hmm. just because just because it takes place during Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie mm. that was actually the one of the very thoughts that I was going to. S- Put out there in, in this position, but you go ahead, elaborate. Um, well, that's I mean that's that's a, that's the main so, reason. Well, then let's pull on that a little bit, and, and Doug, you can weigh in <laughs> since you don't agree with Nathan. This will be good. <laughs> so, just because a movie is set at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. My my take on this position is for those who hold that, you could say, look, you could take Die Hard and you could put it in any other time of year. You could put it in. Independence Day, you could put it at Halloween, you could put it on a random Tuesday, whatever. Hanukkah. The the, the basic story is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a great action movie that just happens to take place yeah. at Christmas time um, and sort of has that that cultural connection. Everybody, with the exception of Scrooge, loves Christmas, and so maybe mm-hmm. that was part of the, the selling point to it or the connection to try and get people to go see the movie. Um, I some would say that the holiday really has no bearing at all on the story. I, I don't think it does. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Doug, Doug, come on in. Well, well, can I can I just read something real? Yeah, quick? yeah, yeah. Okay. Let um, him finish his it, half. It's a actually, yeah, because I'm I'm enjoying watching Doug's blood pressure <laughs> know, go he's up. Like, he's like freaking this out. This is delightful. Um, <laughs> I feel like it belongs in the same category. I, I've got a just a small list of other movies that spit it out. Okay. Okay. I like was, Gremlins. I, I, 
our okay, Iron Man three took place during Christmas. It did. That's but true. It was not a Christmas movie. Did right. Uh, L.A. Confidential. Been a long time yeah. since I've yes. seen that one. You're right. Of course, yeah. Die Hard, Gremlins, Edward Scissorhands. Batman. Oh yeah, Edward Scissorhands. See, that's attributed to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, for a lot of obvious reasons. But there is Christmas. There is no. That they, is. They, yeah, you're. There's a little right. bit of Christmas in there. Uh, Absolutely. Batman Returns. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Trading Places. Ghostbusters Two. Rocky Four. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Harry Potter movies. For some, there there oh. is moments in each movie. That they have because you know it's during school, so they have like a little Christmas scene in mm-hmm. each movie, and then they continue the story yeah. on. And Ghostbusters Two has a has a little Christmas yes. scene in there. And for some reason, um, I can't remember what channel it is, but it always plays Harry Potter movies during Christmas. It's yeah. like a mar- they have a marathon. Maybe that's every because single year. when oh, the Harry okay. Potter movies were released during the calendar year, they were always released in December. Could have been, yeah. Because I know that's what they did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And what Disney did with Star Wars, the Sequel trilogy is that where we release them around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, okay, all right, those are all valid points, I guess you could say, for for why it isn't a Christmas movie. Um, You know, when you think of classical, traditional Christmas movies, you think Home Alone, you think Miracle on 34th Street, you think Elf, because from beginning to end, it's all about Christmas, whereas most people who argue against Die Hard being a Christmas movie would say, look, it's a great action movie that just happens to take place on Christmas Eve, but realistically, you could tell that same story on any other day, and it would still work. Yeah. That's what you're getting at. Okay, well, let me also say this. Who watches Die Hard during Christmas? Right here. Get out. I do. I do. I watched it last Christmas. (laughs) I I I do not watch it during Christmas. I watched it last night in preparation. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Get out. out. Okay, okay, okay. I did not see that coming. <laughs> so we've all we've all heard, and I hope hopefully if you're listening to this and you are a diehard no, maybe I hope that we articulated your position uh, well and that we didn't present some kind of straw man. Um, so we're going to move on from that no, and now let's go to the other side of the coin and let's debate. Okay, yes, it is a Christmas movie. And Doug, you're alone. Y'all can chime in. Of course, Nathan, you don't agree with it, and. You can give the devil's advocate, but Doug, we haven't heard from you. Yeah, so. I'm eager to hear this. <laughs> yes, you still Die like Hard Doug? is a Christmas movie. Go. Okay. <laughs> the same formula you were just speaking of. You could take uh, what? What is it makes Home Alone a Christmas movie? It's a family that goes on vacation and forgets a child. That could happen any time of the year, but. It, it was. It's true. They went on vacation. It was cheaper to go during the holidays. <laughs> Correct. Right. You, you, you're with me on that. I'm not with you at all. <laughs> so, but you're saying Home Alone is absolutely a Christmas movie. Yes. Why? Because it. Because it happens during Christmas. It happens during Christmas, That's but also wild. You would say that it has Christmas decorations. <laughs> it's right around really? Christmas. Really, oh. really. Oh man, <laughs> let, 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 let's just pull this back to Die Hard. Preston, you were talking about what? you were. Here's Preston the thing. Here's what, the thing. what Doug is saying is going to tie into. Go ahead. Okay. Well, here's this the thing. Here, if you take so. if you take Home Alone and you take it out of the Christmas context. Doesn't the movie lo- lose a lot of its charm and a lot of its meaning? Like, yeah, it no. loses its message. Because I mean, Kevin no. wants his family for Christmas. No. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Wrong, Doug. Wrong. What, what is the biggest 
part of the Home Alone <laughs> series. Christmas. What the, he does. The pranks at the end of the wet bandits. What he does to the wet bandits. That that's the tie-in. That can be done any time of year. <laughs> I know but as a I'm kid, just, I, you were really losing. It. I'm so just you playing devil's on, advocate. So you can slip on ice. We're talking in the about Die Hard here. <laughs> and it could have been canola um, oil in the summer. <laughs> I know so, as a nine-year-old, the reason I, I watched Home Alone was to get to the end to see I all the think, Oh, and so I you're saying... I think it is a Christmas movie. So you're saying... I'm you, just in, devil's advocate. Yeah. Right, right. So in the middle of April, I can disguise myself as a shepherd in a nativity scene <laughs> if the wet bandits are chasing... Just, I'm, just a valid question. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you could disguise yourself as about anything and hide. <laughs> okay, okay. Any time of year. All right, so... Okay, okay, okay. Yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Let's let's keep going. With okay, that. Oh, we went off on a little sidebar, I, but I'm trying to draw it in to my point for his <laughs> explanations that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. He's like saying the same thing as Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie. Okay, what what is the very first? So confused. Are you confused that that's yes, very I'm easy not. for you? Okay, let's have it, Doug. Let's have it. Go ahead, Doug. Die Hard. What what? Is he trying to do? Say Christmas. How does it start? <laughs> How does it start? What is he trying to do? He's, He's trying, trying to, to reconcile with his estranged family, with his family for Christmas. The whole point. And where where are they? Where's he? Where's he meeting her at? Hello, crickets. No one really. Nobody. People just watched it. Nobody knows. Her uh, Nakatomi Plaza at Nakatomi Plaza for a Christmas, Christmas party. Woo. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> When they're riding in a limo, what kind of music were they playing? Run DMC. Uh, Christmas, Christmas in Hollis, in Hollis baby. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas and Happy More New Christmas Year. Christmas things. Were there lights hanging everywhere? Yes. No. Were there trees everywhere? Yes. Did he show up with a present? Yes. So so let me just point out one thing here. Uh-oh. The, okay, go. Go. Oh, yeah. The, Mess desire, up my phone, the desire to reconcile with the family. So to be with the ones you love. That's During the holidays. Okay, that's a huge message in Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to come home, mm-hmm. to be with the ones you love, which is also the same thing in, in Home Alone, just from a different angle, right? You have an estranged kid, whereas in Die Hard, it's an estranged husband. Mm-hmm. So, But it's the same trope that we see a lot of times in Christmas movies. So they Derek, can, I feel like they, you're helping his case. I'm just pointing <laughs> it out. I don't need help, sir. <laughs> oh, I yes, think, you I, do. <laughs> I think one of the very first shots in the movie is him holding a giant teddy bear with a bow on it. With for, a for, red Christmas bow. For Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, another little tie-in. Wow. Okay, and they, you know there's Christmas decorations all over Nakatomi Plaza. They're having a Christmas party. And people, it just so happens that a terrorist group come in because... They know security's going to be down security's on Christmas Security's down on the holidays. <laughs> it just yep. happens to be a terrorist group attacking. <laughs> Hence the action part of the movie. So, well, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. How many other, how many other points do you need? To, just because there's... Now a, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. ho. I just need at least one valid one. So, so let's, let's run the numbers. Ew. We're, let, let's yeah, do that. Preston's done the analytics over yeah. there. Yes, let's hear so, it, Preston. All right, so... Bring it home, baby. When every now and then, 
because uh, I've, I've got to acknowledge my wife on this, who, by the way, I meant to add to our list previously before the break of uh, Haley wanted me to acknowledge also uh, Hallmark Christmas movies uh, that, uh, you know, she enjoys watching and I, I sit with her uh, and watch them with her. So are you, you, are you tied up when you when <laughs> watch them? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not tied up, Nathan. My gosh. Uh, OK, so anyway, no, I've got my dog. on Now my who's got the spin? <laughs> so. So whenever, uh, whenever my wife brings up something that she needs my help, like with thinking through the process, mm-hmm. you know, if she brings up uh, a situation that may be going on at work or a situation with a friend, and uh, she's got an idea of of how to get through the process of it, but she needs my input. A lot of the time, I'll start my phrasing by saying, "Let's do the math." So that's what we're going to do here. Do the math. We've we've got some math. So I was looking on it's uh, the YouTube channel Fandom Entertainment, and there was an analytic dug done on Die Hard. And by the way, it also there's comparisons to be made with both Home Alone and the 1947 Miracle on 34th Street. Now, in the video, in the analysis, it says that there are five criteria to qualify as a Christmas movie according to this channel. Mm -hmm. Number one, Christmas trees. Check. Number two, Christmas decorations. Check. Number three, Christmas carols. Check. Check. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Number four, uses of the word Christmas. Check. Mm -hmm. And number five, other Christmas references, which we're going to get to here. So here is how Die Hard lines up with the numbers. So... Number one, we have 11 unique Christmas trees and 19 total Christmas tree shots. Somebody actually went through and counted and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Okay, now here, here we go. So point number two with Christmas decor. We have 15 unique Christmas decorations or visual references. We have seven Christmas carols. Um, now, it, 12 if you count Ode to Joy, but that is technically not a Christmas carol. So even I would say we can rule that but out. But joy is one of the things on the advent calendar. Precisely. And I want I think and that's why they had Ode to Joy in Die Hard because as I was watching it that was my I was like why do we have a theme from Beethoven's Ninth that's not Christmas in there and then joy. So they never played the first movement sense. which is my favorite anyway. It's it's beautiful. Uh and then oh number 4 there are 13 uses of the word Christmas in Die Hard. And then for point number five, there are four other Christmas references. Now, here is how Home Alone and Miracle on 34th Street stand up to those numbers. So in Home Alone, we have seven unique Christmas trees. Die Hard has 11. Now, point number two. Now, this is one where Home Alone beats Die Hard. 29 unique Christmas decorations or visual references. Now, this is where it ties with Die Hard. Seven Christmas carols in, in Home Alone. We have, uh, this is where Die Hard beats Home Alone. Seven uses of the word Christmas as opposed to 13 in Die Hard. And then Home Alone has 10 other Christmas references as opposed to the four in Die Hard. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Miracle on 34th Street. One unique Christmas tree as opposed to the 11 in Die Hard and the 19 Christmas tree shots on top. Three unique Christmas decorations or visual references as opposed to the 15 in Die Hard. Mm. 
four Christmas carols as opposed to the seven in Die Hard, not including the 12 Ode to Joy references, and eight uses in Miracle on 34th Street, eight uses of the word Christmas as opposed to 13 in Die Hard, (laughs) and then four other Christmas references, which ties with Die Hard. So, So, uh, go ahead and unplug your mic, and you can... When you put it like like that... Yeah. It definitely throws the whole debate in a different light. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Numbers don't numbers don't well, lie, folks. Now here's something else. Every Christmas movie ends with a happy ending. There is there's always a Christmas miracle to come. Die Hard actually has the Christmas miracle at the end. It snows in Los Angeles. In LA. Yeah. Which according to I looked this up. The last time that it snowed in L.A. was 1962. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Nathan thought he had this argument locked down, <laughs> and we I, I were still, all going to be care. wrong. I don't care. So, you, you are wrong. Man. I still don't think it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up with some final thoughts then if you guys are done. Are we? Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. I ran the numbers. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Okay. Hey, and no matter what side of the debate you end up on, we still love you. Final thoughts. Die Hard 2 picked right up where the last movie left off. And when does it take place? Christmas. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about that? Die Hard 2 also happens on Christmas Eve. Yes, it does. Nathan's really trying. In fact, I think Preston has a clip or two he may want to play. Let's see here. Uh, Let's see. I've got... um I don't know if I have one from... Oh, yeah, the... Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. So we ask Santa Claus to give you another car. Merry Christmas, pal. That's from Die Hard 2, the very mm, beginning. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what you, you didn't play was uh, Hans, Booby. Oh, here it is. I'm your white knight. Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> now, that's the man who ruined Christmas. Yeah. Uh, before Sergeant Powell saved it. So, uh, the thought on that is... If Die Hard 1 wasn't a Christmas movie, then why does Die Hard 2 pick up right where it leaves off and starts again on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Just, just a thought. <laughs> so the screenwriter, Stephen D'Souza, and the director, John McTurnan, have both come out publicly and said that Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. That's the, the screenwriter and the director. Now, Hello. last thing. <laughs> In 2018, Comedy Central did a roast of Bruce Willis, and he weighed in on the Die Hard debate. He oh. made his op- opinion clear. He said, quote, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And then he said, it is a blank, blank Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So there's even division among the cast and their original director and, and screenwriter. So if, if you haven't got to the bottom of this, then no surprise there. But I hope that you enjoyed listening to the special holiday edition of the Interlight Project. And we do pray that you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And that you check out some of these awesome Christmas movies that we mentioned. We look forward to seeing you in 2022 coming up very soon. Well, we will be looking into all things pop culture, geek, and fandom. So, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>